0: Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Songs That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs Pearl Jam, Jay Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. and I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, hip hop, R and B, anime, video games, everything else. This week, we're talking about. We'll talk about a few things. We're chiefly, I want to talk about this Ice Spice. Ice Spice, yeah, yeah,
1: Ice yeah. Spice. The new Ice Spice EP, like, which came out. Um, you know, no, you got to say it right.
0: No, you need to get the gist like, of it. Like...
1: Like... 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 I, like, okay. Like, yeah, there's a... I mean, there is... It's, it's a very specific, kiss-off-y way of saying it. Like, you know, if I was to begin a piece about this, like, music writer, I would talk about how I had... An algebra teacher named Mr. Luciano, who used to really get on our asses in middle school about using the word like, he'd say, Something either is or isn't. There is no like. He'd say that all the time, you know? So this is sort of like, you know, a reclamation of the you word ready? for the youth mm-hmm. who mistrust, who have, who have a healthy distrust of reality, you know? Things can be in between is or isn't. They can just be like things, you know? This isn't my guy. That's not my nigga. I'm not like you know. It's just we're we just having we're dancing. We're, I'm I'm dancing with my friend. That's what the entire like, EP is like.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's super short too. It's like 18 minutes, bro. You 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 know
1: what I mean? It really is. It's, it gets in and it gets out of there very quickly. It's very yeah.
0: suited this this EP. We don't even have to just talk strictly about the EP because like we should we should. Ice Spice been through some shit. We need to talk about the Ice Spice yeah. thing. We need to talk about because. We need to talk about munch. We need to talk about the weird two-month period where everybody was dunking on Ice Spice. We all decided Ice Spice sucked. And Drake <laughs> was dragging her for filth. There's like three different viral videos of her that was that was they tried to kill Ice Spice. You notice an American <laughs> gangster and Denzel. I Every mean, day was they, just like, just yes, they we tried to kill my times. wife.
1: Him leaning back in the in the chair at his
0: desk. They're talking Q, about I'm how they about. took a shot out of. He's just like they tried to kill my wife. That's the that's the John Q one. They tried to kill my wife, and they tried to kill Ice spice is what they tried to do. Um, but I guess to talk about this, we got to go all the way back to, to Munch, right? Which is like her breakout song, which is like which is tight, right? Like I I like Munch, and it was this. I don't know. What do you think about Munch? Just like like it's the, cool. Okay, singing. so
1: I'm gonna say that the song, the previous song of the summer, mm-hmm. like which was also like a drill song, was like, uh um, if you know, you know, by B Love, like, mm-hmm. and like there was like that sort of. I I know you know which song I'm talking about, but there was like that that weird sort of contrast in between this sort of pogo-Tasmanian devilness of, like, the way that his voice works against, like, the sort of floaty, airy, Kingdom hearts production. <laughs> which also, like, yeah. you know, like, there's also like really exciting moments like at the very end of I don't know what you would call like the first verse for those that they call and answer bit where the production drops out and it sounds like he's just like at a house party and it's like it's like fried audio of everybody in the background like chanting along to the lyrics like and it's really like it kind of feels like like a house party happening at a four story walk up that's going a little too long and the cops already got called sort of shit like. And it's really sort of, it captures that sort of like frenetic energy in that way. But like Munch is different because like Ice Spice's voice is different. The, the nonchalant way that she goes about everything is different. The boasts are also like stuff that is, I, I don't know, like it just like by contrast to what you would normally hear on drill songs, it was like good natured by comparison. Like, we're we're talking about slaps, not jumping out and and you know like splashing on like ops or you know like putting niggas' names in songs or like you know any of these other any of this other stuff. It's more so just kind of like I'm the baddie. I get what I want. You know that I'm harder than you are, and that's what the whole thing is about. Like there's not anything on top of it or beneath it.
0: Yeah, I think this is a, I think some of the qualities you just got at are important because to me it's um like one. It it goes back to that kiss off quality you're talking about, like that nonchalance. Like there's a kind of mode that Ice Spice is in, but it's sort of when you talk about the ways that she's not like all the more sort of Aggie, drill posturing stuff, right? I remember the first time I saw that much video, and it's sort of you look at her, and it's even this stuff you're talking about, like I'm a baddie, right? It's like you you look at Ice Spice, and she she's kind of like regular. Right, And I don't just mean that in terms of her look. I mean that in terms of she's non-threatening in a way. So it's like the first time you see Ice Spice, you're both seeing somebody who's making this sort of like sexy breakout rap single. But also there's like a half of that music video but, that looks regular—it just looks like she's well, just from around the way. You know what I mean? Like she. Well, it's
1: also like you know, like she, she started because like she did the busted challenge and it went medium viral, and then like yeah, she was like, and then she was just like, oh, I could, you know, like I might could actually, you know, what if I just? She's like legitimately recorded a lot of this EP with stimulus checks. Like yeah. this is like that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. the and it sounds she was like broke. Yeah, she was. <laughs> There's that sort of like extemporaneous, like just fucking around, but I'm still doing it nicer than you, like sort of thing going on with this. Like that, I, yeah, I would imagine would have been frustrating, you know, it like, which is like also like, um, yeah, I actually our producer, Stefantus the Chat said No Clarity is a slap. But yeah, it was a good thing that she had like like Munch was like her own thing though. It was like her first original record. Like No Clarity borrows a lot from, you know, Zed's Clarity or whatever. And honestly, for me on the EP, like the songs that have the most obvious samples are the weakest ones. Um I mean, like, they're all good. They're like, there's like everybody on Twitter said there's no skips on the the EP. Thank God, because there's only six songs.
0: But yeah, can we pause real quick and just note how wild it is, how far in the future I know I am. And I'm like, it is this Ice Spice EP has no skips. Like saying that out loud. And it's true. If you hook me up to the lie detector, it's a true statement, but also feels why if if me from now went so back to me the looking
1: glass. Yeah, it's like, a yeah, new, like two like, months
0: into the past. If I time traveled two months into the past and started telling people, "Hey, Ice Spice gonna put out an EP with no skips," people would slap the shit out of me in real well, life. It's also <laughs> like
1: you know, like this is also Kanye's fault for putting out those seven song albums, and now we got to talk mm, about it like man. this. This is like a, but anyway, like yeah, like I. There should be, no pacing issues on a six-song project, all right? Mm, like, yeah, this yeah. is this is the thing that we're saying. Yeah. Like, uh, but, you know, people are capable of doing it. I think of Daniel Southern Necklace Dog, you know? Two Chains had some hits on there, but there were some parts where it slagged off there in the middle, which is like, there were only seven songs on that project.
0: What even Glorilla's is the middle? Yeah. Any,
1: like, yeah, gl- Glorilla's uh Anyways Things Are Great, has four of the best rap songs of the year on it, like maybe maybe three. Okay, I'll say three of the best rap songs in the year on it. Like, but she's like, but but again, like that one does that. It has some skips on there. Like the like she came out of the gate being all earnest on the first record, and I wasn't feeling that. Um, like this is like this is like like is ju- like is just fun from beginning to end. Like, there's not really. It's vigorous.
0: It's vigorous. Yes. It has like a vitality to it. You know what I mean? That's what it is to me. It's vital it's vital.
1: You know those, you know those uh like those those short sort of street interviews videos that like it's like it's usually some young nigga in a puffer jacket and some burnt jeans, like talking to talking to other young women in puffer jackets and burnt jeans on the street in in, in New York, like you know, talking to the phone, be like, "Yeah, can I get this? You like you know, like yeah, they're going back yeah, and forth yeah. with each yeah. other, like the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole, like that's what this, that's like, that's the sort of playful energy that this, this, this project like evokes. Like it's just sort of like it feels." fun to be having one of those conversations and getting put through your paces and turned around like because you don't know the lingo and then you through multiple listens learn it or more likely through falling on your face like there's it's just yeah. a really good
0: natured like listen yeah for sure it's the good natured thing that I get hung up on because like that's the thing that feels like it should not work about ice spice. it shouldn't work that you can kind of like I don't know, like to to get to the point to to sort of get to, I think the pivotal bit of Ice Spice fight, it's like she has the breakout hit. She has much, right? And then like I was sort of saying, joking about if I went back into the past two months ago, would people be ready for this EP? And it's like Ice Spice, I think, because she has this kind of like uh, unassuming, Quality. She kind of like has this kind of introverted, like kind of low key a dork quality to her. I think that's what people thought they could play her. Like I think after Munch should have got oversaturated a bit. People were like, but "Uh." it
1: reads like that in the same way that like you know, like a girl comes to the party it doesn't want to play Never Have I Ever and everybody thinks she's quiet. It's just kind of like, no, yeah. she just doesn't know you. Yeah. It's yeah, like, there's no there's, yeah. Why would I share that? Like, yeah. there's yeah. that sort of thing. Like, she also just doesn't when, know you. Mm. Yeah. There is... Because, I mean, like, it's also that same sort of, like, introverted quality that you're describing or maybe, like, when she has interviews or, like, larger platforms or in, you know... Like or in, in larger settings or whatever, versus like sitting next to like a YouTuber on their channel, like Kai Sanat or whatever. Like it's like that it's theirs, like she, you know, made him get up at one point and change, like during like the during the live that they were doing. Like they like she just kind of like commands that kind of uh like around the way. I don't know, I guess you call it savoir-faire. It's like yeah, very um, like. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she knows what she's doing.
0: Yeah. Uh What do we think? Like, I was prepared for her to be a kind of, like, really curious one-hit wonder that people just sort of decided, woke up one day and decided they hate. But, like, now I don't know what to expect, right? Like, this EP, honestly, is so good. I, I fucking, I, I love, like, And I actually don't know what to... I don't don't even know how to forecast this. Because, like, this is... I don't know how to process Ice Spice. I don't know. I don't know how to
1: process Ice Spice any more than I know how to process Pink Panthers.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, that feels... I mean, that's, like, a natural comparison. But we should, like, tease it out a bit, right? It's, like...
1: Yeah, like... Because I remember, like, finding... Break It Off by Pink Panthers and playing it 200 times... Like in a weekend, like it's just very like a, uh, and the resulting album I did not listen all the way to the end. There's like a, but at this at the same time there's something undeniable forward moving about her career. <laughs> like and the two of them, I think are were, are rumored to be you know like working on some sort of collaboration. But yeah, like. I also can't really say that I know like what the next thing is. It's just, it's just like I also don't think I want a full album of this either. Like there's okay, i put it to you like this. When I first heard Princess Diana, like on the Like EP, which is a crazy record. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even I can't even tell you what time it makes me think of, other than like like truck fit era Wayne in 2011 when it was like, you know, like young money, but also like sounds curiously like the future, like a lot of the stuff on this, on this project. And I was like, who's producing this shit? Because like the, the tag is like, you know, uh, I thought it was Raya. Wasn't that it's riot. Riot USA is the producer. And I went scrolling, um, on his timeline, most of it's just like you know him retweeting Ice Spice or you know this outlet or that outlet talking about Ice Spice or this that or the other sort of Billboard achievement. And there's also kind of there was this guy that was talking about what what sounded like this cooking soul edit of Munch like and. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, where it's just kind of like a producer that, like, maybe traffics in sootier sound or like works with like more rapping ass rappers, yeah, would like to maybe sort of expand their horizons a little bit, or you know, what if that sounded like this, like, sort of like mashup, sort of. Things that you know, you and I think both are annoyed by a little bit, but I mean, like, it was fine in its way, mm-hmm. but it sounded like a cooking soul edit of Bunch, and like, it doesn't work with the way that it doesn't work with the spirit of the song. But anyway, the guy said, like, you know, like, y'all gotta stop putting these Hey Arnold ass beats on, <laughs> like, these. And I like, and, and <laughs> like, while. Points were made. While points were <laughs> points were absolutely made. I then this was like I was scrolling while I was listening to the EP. <laughs> I then got to Bikini Bottom, which I had not heard before. Yeah. <laughs> before discovering this tweet, okay, <laughs> yeah, which samples heavily like the the shits going down music from SpongeBob, where mm-hmm. like basically he's missed the bus, or misplaced his favorite spatula, or you know, Gary's missing again, he ate half the couch. Whatever the fuck the thing is, like, this music plays in the background as shit's going down, and like, but it's turned into, like, a drill song. Yeah. And it's just sort of, like, the thing where everything is being turned into a drill song I was (laughs) thinking about, like, Shawnee Bin Laden probably is, like, the like the like the the prime suspect for this, but like it's Shani Bin Laden's thing. He's so good at flipping things, sort of like Zanman is. Like, oh, I can't believe that Zanman listens to Tracy Chapman. I can't yeah. believe that Shani Bin Laden was listening to this Regina Spector album from two thousand eleven, whatever, whatever. Like, it's more so flexing on people with like how you grew up. And SpongeBob is like a drill producer using a SpongeBob song is like. Rick Rubin putting those shitty rock vamps on Eminem records in, in later in his career to me. Like, <laughs> I, like, the the like, the like fun stuff that stuck in my brain was acting a, acting a smooshy and, um, and Princess Diana because they just seem completely born out of, like, like a sugar high like, that was occurring at 3 a.m. in the studio when they finally were like, all right, we're doing that one. Lay it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I yes. Uh yeah, this stuff is so infectious. Like the 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 way that I think even just listening to you talk about it and how it feels like it's the point about vitality, it's the point about the sugar high. It's like there's something about Ice Spice that just feels so kind of like uh, And again, it's like Pink Panthers works the same way, I think, but like this EP from from Ice Spice in particular, it's like Again, zooted. It's like the only word I can think of is zooted. I just feel zooted. You listen to it, you feel zooted, and then you go out, and it's three a.m. and you're ready to rock. You know what I mean? It's that kind of music. It's that kind of music. You know? Thought I was feeling you. Oh, yeah,
1: like yeah, it definitely does. It feels like. Like it feels like a party that you stumbled onto, and it's way better than the plans you had that evening. Like yeah. it's like there is, yeah. I mean, like it's sort of like that that one video that I was doing the rounds when like the Diga D record when when Boy came out, and it was like a bunch of like London Uni kids and like like the Met police opened up a door to a dorm and like this kid jumped out in a gray t-shirt and like Adidas track pants and Nike and and Air Force One's like doing all the lyrics to the song in the cop's face And, and like all of like the, the entire, it was just like a, it just sounds like pandemonium. Like it's, it's a, like it, yeah, it's like a good, it's a good time.
0: Yeah. Uh I think that might be like all we have to say about Ice Spice. I feel like Ice Spice Ice Spice is very much now promoted to uh watch this space. We reserve the right to do more episodes about Ice Spice.
1: But <laughs>
0: ice spice watch this space honestly here's where we diverge i feel like mike and i spent the weekend doing very different things i listeners who okay listeners of the the recent episodes know that i went on this huge journey with neil stevenson and hard sci-fi and cryptonomicon and snow crash i had dropped reading the second book in the Remembrance of, of Earth's Past trilogy, people will know the first book in that series as the Three Body Problem. Uh, I love the Three Body Problem. I did not but, like the first hundred pages of the second of the sequel.
1: Was it? Did you have the similar the same problems that most people have, which is like you didn't really, not that you would know about the original Mandarin, but like you know that the translation just didn't feel the same. Or, like, what was the... No,
0: it's the, to me... Okay, so here's the thing. The first book and the third book are translated by the same dude, Ken Liu. But then the second book is translated by this nigga named Joel. And Joel, I feel like Joel went about translation differently a localization differently. And it's hard... You know what it is? Now that I've read all three books, it's hard to... It's hard for me to draw the line between the stuff that I didn't like stylistically about the second book that was like translation and localization issues versus stuff that's just like, oh, I just didn't like the storytelling in the second book. You know what I mean? It feels like yeah. it feels like some translation shit was part of it though.
1: Um also to tie this to something we talked about on the pod, Ken Lewis the author that uh had the collection of short stories from whence Centurion was, was, was spawned, like which uh, mm-hmm. I talked about a little a little while back.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I, so I don't know, maybe it's a coincidence that the books that Luke, that Ken Lu translated are the ones I liked out of the trilogy. And it's like, I had started, I started the second book months ago, and I hated the first hundred pages so much that I just put it down. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And then I picked it back up recently because I was like, again, I had a hard sci-fi, like I need to scratch an itch, but I didn't want to pick up another thousand page Neal Stephenson book. Right. So it's like I picked the Dark Forest back up and then like, I guess where I dropped it just happened to be a good place to pick it back up because it sort of like just gets immediately better on page like 101. And then, you know, I think it's kind of uneven. And then I, I, the the last book, which is called Death's End, right? Like, that shit, I was, like, sobbing, bro. Like, come on. I mean, I'm always sobbing at the end of, like, a good book, honestly. It doesn't even matter what genre it is. But, like, those books are, you know, about this, like, long war of humanity versus this very bizarre alien race sort of, like, you know, it's this hot, cold relationship of, like, maybe we could have a benevolent relationship with these aliens. Oh, no, they're coming here to kill us. Oh, no, as a stalemate, we might work with them again. You know what I mean? It's like it's like being signed to like a bad record label contract. It's sort of what humanity's relationship is with the aliens. And the last book just gets super dark and tragic and sad and and human. I, I, I don't want to spoil shit if people ain't read it, but like, I would love if if readers who, uh, or listeners rather, right, who've like, read all those books in that series, emailed me, uh, just cause like, I liked a lot of the conversations I have with people about Cryptonomicon. Um, like I would love to talk about those books. I've read like 40 Reddit threads ever since finishing those books. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, remember it's birth past. E- email me, email me. We could talk spoilers. We could talk shop. Soundonlypod at gmail.com. But that's not all this week. Micah, by all means, yeah. But.
1: I mean, like as 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 you and as as listeners, of this podcast may well know. I've been on a journey of to love myself through video games, <laughs> just learning things about myself in places that I wouldn't expect to learn things about myself. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know that like we would necessarily call Red Dead Redemption Two as a game. Like designed to cultivate calmness, but that is what it has inspired. Um, like there's basically like this early story mission, and I bounced, I kind of bounced off of Red Dead Redemption Two when I played when it first came out in 2018 because I was just kind of like, you didn't, did it. you review it? No, you didn't review I didn't. It. Did you?
0: Okay, I thought you uh-uh. it. Okay,
1: <coughs> no, I just straight up bought it like everybody else. I was like, let's see what all this stuff is. What all this. Th- all this unpaid ov- overtime was about all like yeah. it was a hundred hour work weeks leading up to it or something like yeah, I think about it most yeah. of like you know I'm experiencing stick drift on the road like where it's just like the camera being forcibly pulled towards the like expensive looking vistas of <laughs> <in> the game <laughs> but like I was like I think like at the start of chapter two, like there was just a stage where I got into a cycle of getting jumped by Pinkerton's O'Driscoll's and not being able to get into like, you know, a mission area because of a bounty and then not having any way to make money because I had such a high bounty and like the honor being too low to do other, like, it was just like a lot of things to think about, like at a time. Um, as is my way now. I watched 12 videos about it, and then I started playing again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, it went much better this time. But the same issues, like, would still happen. So, like, there's this early mission where you and Hosea and Matthews, which is, like, the older, sort of silver-tongued, like scheming grand vizier guy of like the gang or whatever Um, and he's just kind of like he teaches like he's, it's a tutorial mission where you're basically going to learn how to hunt and you get to hunt these legendary animals in the game and you can use their pelts and their meat for you know and their fat for a bunch of different things like you use everything in the game Um but Despite having spent something like two hours in the starter area and like gathering all this, all these upgrades and shit and doing a whole bunch of stuff before I even played any more of the initial story mission. I went to do this one, seemingly powered up against like this legendary grizzly bear that's, you know, missing an eye and it killed this person. And, you know, like, look at how big the paw prints are. But I have a semi-automatic shotgun and at least like, you know, X amount of Deadeye I should be able to pull this off. Didn't happen that way. Like I got mauled bad. (laughs) And it's like, it's not slow either. The way it happens in the game, like you kind of got to sit with it and then the loading screens take a long time. (laughs) And then after you die, you don't spawn in the same place. You can't turn around and get right back to it. You can't be like, all right, you got, a, you got a good lick in there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. get your ass this time. It's yeah. not like that. You spawn halfway across the map. Like you gotta find your horse again. Your your hat's been knocked off. And when you finally wake your way back to the area, the the bear doesn't even respawn for a while because it's spooked. You just, you know, showed up at its house and tried to shoot at it. And so now it went into hiding.
0: And now like, you all got a relationship.
1: The- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now it's like, it's like you got to leave and you got to go do other stuff. But in the back of your head, the grizzly bear is always there. And you're like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get that motherfucker. It's like mm. after I steal this oil wagon, I'm going back to find the grizzly bear. But it's never there. Right. This goes on for like at least two days to where I went back a lot. And I was just kind of like, how do you find the grizzly bear after it kills you? And there's just, I'm inundated with like, with, with, with search results of like articles well and poorly written in various states of distress about the stupid bear and like finding it, killing it and losing the pelt or anything like, and it's just like, but like seeing all that is also calming to where it's just kind of like, yes, sometimes the bear eats you, but also not everything is your fault. There's some things you just can't prepare for. (laughs) Which I mean, like, yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, you might be listening to this as a person who's beat Red Dead a bunch of times and been like, man, that sounds like you suck at the game. But it's just like, yeah, well, I went back and I got that motherfucker later. But this is really more about, like, the kind of way that the game forces you to, like, sit with losses.
0: Yeah, I because that you, when you were talking about that death animation, like, I'm convinced there's, like an academic paper slash reported feature slash YouTube channel slash uh, podcast series to be done about like death, like really good death animations. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, Like there's some, I did this. It's like one of the things about video games, that sense of punishment that you're describing. It's like, that's my shit.
1: Well, yeah, it's just kind of like, because, well, one, Like, death animation can also, like, kind of feel rewarding when it happens, like, in a really spectacular way. Like, the Chivalry 2 death animations are always, like... Even though, like, the, the gameplay is really frustrating and unwieldy, like, the death animations are always spectacular and hilarious. Like, the like, the death screens in Sekiro feel like getting slapped on the wrist with a ruler, like, Mm -hmm. by by, by a teacher, because it's just kind of like the huge death kanji across the screen as you slowly fall to the ground. It's the same animation almost every time. Yeah. Like, this one is, like, it is... I mean, like, remember when there were those articles about whether or not Leonardo DiCaprio was getting, like, we had possibly his character had had sexual relations with the bear because of the way that the, the, yeah. the oh, thing was wow. shot in GBT, the I for, Yeah, you I forgot that?
0: about that. I forgot about yeah. that whole meme of like.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just because of like this, like, cause I mean, when you're watching that scene of the Revenant, like yeah. it happens in stages and like he passes out and then like the bear sniffing him and then he stirs and then the bear like goes back to like it's, absolutely it's gruesome and disgusting right same here except for like the fact that there are prompts that you know could help you along the way as you're yeah. dying maybe if you press them quick enough yeah but even if you stab the bear if you're not quick enough to then also shoot him when the prompt comes up he'll still get you like there's just there's so many like chances for failure and success yeah. um
0: all of this description is about, I, I, I've maybe even invoked this observation before on the pod in previous uh, previous episode. But like, Resident Evil 6 is like an infamous game. It's sort of like a very bad Resident Evil game. It's sort of regarded as like one of the worst big budget video games of its generation. But here's the thing, though amazing death animations like just the like death animations the video game it's just one iconic thing you're playing is like sherry birkin and it's like you're running from some like big zombie goon bioweapon type situation it's like the specific death animation for if you get caught from behind and the chainsaw coming up through her stomach and the death animation is like 10 seconds like they don't do it quick to be like like you were saying where it's like Okay, we, you're gonna restart. Try this again. It's like, no, nah, you go see it for ten seconds and watch this chainsaw come all the way up her throat. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Re- it's Resident like there is store. no, like, there is no, <laughs> like, being slowly crushed is is much worse than 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 like you know not seeing death coming and like it's much worse than getting like hit randomly hit by a train like which can also happen in this game or like you know running over a flock of sheep while you're in cinematic camera mode and getting randomly you know wigged by a sheep herder because you know do you know how much sheep cost it's just like all this random shit can happen in this game and none Mm -hmm. of it it's meant to be this chaotic and like trying to enforce or impose a kind of order on it is like or trying to play it a correct way is, like, folly,
0: I guess. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. Uh, I feel that. I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm playing Persona 3 now that it's out on PC. I'm playing wholesome video games. like, And you know what I mean? None of this realistic, open-world, dramatic rock star. I'm playing wholesome high school Japanese hijinks, okay? Uh, I'm on brand. I was on brand this weekend when Persona 3 Portable came to Steam. Okay, uh, I can only be who I am. Um, I think that's all I got this week. You got anything else about Red Dead? About anything else, Micah? Ice no. Spice. Yeah. Ice Spice. Like, 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 uh, like in stores. <laughs> Is it in stores? I don't know. Uh, like in stores. Who knows
1: if it's 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 on it's on digit it's in digital stores, it's on streaming platforms or whatnot. You know New
0: York is back. New York City is back. <laughs> New York is back. BX is back. Um break out the Montclair bubble. Uh listeners, as always, email us, but ice spice, Neil Stevenson, Shijin Lu, Ken Lu. The nigga Joel that translated the second book, Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil 6, sound only pod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Mikey Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. We'll see y'all next week.